Hey everyone, welcome to episode 179, Fight or Flight. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, so I told you I was gonna talk to you about toddlers and tuxedos, which I'm kind of setting you up for because if you've ever played basketball and I think it's called an alley-oop, like when someone throws a really good pass and it's right near the basket and then you slam dunk it. So whoever does that pass gives gets the assist and then you, it's like an alley-oop and then slam dunk it. Same like with soccer, when I played midfield, I was always the feeder for the person who would score the goals. And so I would get the assist if I was at midfield. And then if I was at forward, then someone else would, you know, do a great cross and then I'd be a forward and hopefully score. So this is kind of like setting you up for an alley-oop and I'm assisting you to score your goal. And this is something you've probably heard of before, but maybe not heard of it when we're thinking about our kids. Because a lot of times we see our kids' behavior and we have so much story around it that they're being disrespectful, they're being rude, they're being a brat, they're being a jerk, they're being mean, they're being unkind, they're being um, defiant. Whatever the adjective is, whatever that word is, then we kind of don't see what's going on behind the behavior. So when we really get curious and not furious about their behavior, then we could be like, hey, what's going on for them? And that is really good info to have when we're doing role-playing with them during calm waters. Because remember, when they're in the red zone or even the yellow zone, this is not a time to like reason with them, give them all these consequences, just throw the book at them. Because they're drunk on emotion in those moments and so they can't snap out of it and they don't have the skills yet to get out of it on their own. So a lot of times you'll just see them cry, 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 and we'll say, calm down, relax, um, you're overreacting, and then it just adds shame and guilt to it. It just adds gas to the fire or go to your room until you calm down. Then they feel like they're a bad kid and they're in trouble. Then they're like running off to the room and slamming the door. So when we think about teaching our kids any type of skill, they need practice and they also need lots of skills and lots of tools for the tool belt. And so seeing how they react when they're drunk on emotion, when they're in the yellow and the red zone is really good info to have because then when you're role playing, whether you're modeling it for them where you're setting up scenarios within the house where you're pretending like you're mad or you pretend like you're angry, you pretend like you're sad, when you're setting up these scenarios or when you're role playing with them with stuffed animals or puppets or just talking it through about a time that you felt this hard emotion, when you're having these conversations, it's good to have because then you can use how they respond to stress and you can use that as your content and almost as your curriculum for teaching them about tricky emotions. 
So when we talk about fight or flight, it's kind of like when we talk about kids when they feel hot or cold or cool. Cool is like what during what we all feel during calm waters. Hot is what you see during aggression and they're mad and they're yelling and they're screaming and there's there's punching of walls or throwing things or just you see that aggression. That's when they're feeling very hot. Some kids go to that under stress. Some kids get super cold where they start pouting. They start crying a lot. I'm not good enough. Nobody loves me. Nothing I ever do matters. And they start to feel sorry and a lot of self-loathing. This is good information to have because then when you're role-playing, you can teach them mantras. You can teach them calming techniques. You can teach them breathing techniques. You can teach them to reach for their stuffed animal. Or you can teach them to blow out the candles to help practice their breathing. And then when you're doing this role-playing with them, you can see what they're leaning towards as strategies. So then you can put that in your pocket as an alternative to use for them when they're upset. A lot of times when my kids are upset, I'll say something like, do you want help calming down or do you want to calm down by yourself? Some kids need help calming down and some kids need to be left alone so they can calm down on their own if they have tools in their tool belt. So when we're talking about fight or flight, when kids feel stress, now stress is part of the human experience. I have never gone through a day in my life where I have not felt stress. Now, our stress is different than their stress, but it's still the same. The trigger, so to speak, to make them feel stressed is different than us, but they still feel stressed just like we do. So instead of calling it trauma or pain or big T, little t, when we look at it as the child is under a stressor, then we can kind of relate with that a little bit more because we know what it's like to feel stressed. We have all felt it. And we know that it's part of the human experience. And so they're just feeling stress that is an age-appropriate stressor for them. Because we look at them, we're like, how can you be stressed about that? I peeled the banana wrong. Relax, calm down, chill out. You're overreacting. All things that we see with our grown-up mind. But we have to remember their minds are very little, very small, very undeveloped, very immature, very vulnerable. Not that they should, you know, we just let them get away with anything because they're young and immature and vulnerable but seeing it from their point of view versus expecting them to be a grown up and having all these skills. And even at, I'm now 48, whoa, I'm, I just turned 48, so I'm not used to saying it yet. Even at 48, I have stressors and sometimes don't know how to manage my stress. I try to do all the things, I try to do all the little strategies, but our kids are feeling that same stress. Even if they have the most beautiful, perfect life, they still are under stress for different reasons because that's part of the human experience. So the more that we can normalize that for them and not try to make it go away and have them be happy all the time, we take the pressure off both of our shoulders together. So when we're talking about fight, there's, there's four real big ones, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. When we're talking about the fight, that's kind of like when we're, you're seeing someone act real hot. So when a child feels under stress, they feel like they need to fight back. So that's why there's aggression. That's why there's might be a tight jaw or they might start grinding their teeth or sometimes they growl. They have the urge to punch, some, punch something or someone. They might want to kick or, or scream or they're crying in anger. It's not crying like, poor me, no one loves me. It's the, it's the screaming crying, which we've all seen. So you know when I'm ever talking about big topics, I always like to ask the Googles. And the Google says, fight or flight is a well-known stress response that occurs when hormones are released in your body, prompting you to stay and fight or run and flee danger. If your body perceives itself to be in trouble, your system will work to keep you alive. 
This is part of the human experience. We can all see this in our grown-up eyes happening with ourselves and with our coworkers or our friends and our family, especially if we weren't taught skills when we were younger. Fight, flight, freeze, or fawn are a natural way for the body's reaction to stressful, frightening, or dangerous events. This is so important, this next line. This sympathetic nervous system response dates back to our ancestors coming to face to face with dangerous animals. So when we choose the wrong sippy cup color, that's a stressor for them because they want control. So they go into fight or flight. So you see fight where they're like putting up their dukes like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to take this girl on who did the wrong sippy cup color. And I always, always use that as an example. And that's for smaller kids. But for older kids, they might have the stressors of homework or who to sit with, or fitting in, or making a team, or the right clothes. They're stressors. We can tell them to calm down, relax, get over it, you're overreacting, over and over and over. But when someone tells that to us when we're under stress, that doesn't really build and breed connection with that person. Like, oh yeah, I think you're right, I should stop overreacting. Sometimes we just have to go through the fight or flight or freeze process, and then on the other side of it, we'd be like, hey, what was going on for you? Just like we would for a friend. If we saw our friend flipping out on a server at a restaurant and then they calm down, you're like, hey, what was going on for you? You kind of let that server have it and you're not usually like that. So you see that in fight where they're, they're pushing back, they're fighting. Now flighting, so flighting is, if you've ever seen a kid just run out of the room when they're really upset, they're trying to flee the scene because they need time alone. They need to get out of the setting because they need to take a break. And so if they can't get that break, naturally, they're gonna create that break. So sometimes you might see them feeling fidgety, they might look restless, they're feeling very tense, they feel trapped, they might be constantly moving their legs, arms, or feet. They just seem very restless because they're trying to flee the scene. Now freeze and fawn, you don't hear, you hear about freeze, but you don't hear about as fawn as much. Freeze is like when they just literally freeze up. It's a stress response that causes you to feel stuck in place and they literally are stuck in indecision. They can't make a decision. They have a sense of dread. They might feel stiff or feel heavy or feel cold or just you look at them and you're asking them a question. They have that blank stare because their heart is pounding, but they don't want to do the wrong thing. So they're just literally frozen. And fun, you don't hear a lot about. Sometimes you hear it as friend. And this is when people pleasing comes in. If there's an unsuccessful fight where you just feel like you're not being heard, you're not being seen, or your child feels not seen or not heard. And a lot of times this happens in abusive relationships when you were younger. If you were just having a conflict with your parent or a sibling and you felt like you couldn't even lose, then all of a sudden you became a super duper people pleaser because you were overly agreeing. You just want peace at any price. Your voice gets smaller. It doesn't matter as much because you're trying to be overly helpful, overly pleasing. You just want the tension to go away. You just want to please your caregiver. So our kids sometimes do that where they become the straight A student. They stay out of trouble. Their room's super clean. They're a people pleaser. It's peace at any price because they just want to be a doormat because they don't want to upset you. So you'll see a lot of that too with kids when there's a lot of tension in the home. Their primary concern is making you happy. Because what they're trying to do is they're trying to cover up the distress and damage your, that the parent is feeling inside. So a child that you see is trying to people please you or they're trying to people please their friends and they want everybody to like them. They don't have a really good, they're not really good with boundaries. They're very easily controlled and manipulated because they're the followers because they just want peace at any price. 
and they're overly dependent on the opinion of others. You'll see this in kids sometimes, especially in the classroom, when they want to be the straight A student. If there's a lot of stress and tension at home, and then you hear at school they're a straight A student, they're perfect, 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 and they don't even get out of line for a nanosecond, a lot of times they don't want to have stress at home and at school, so they just follow the rules and they just kind of blend in and they check all the boxes because they can't deal with stress at home and at school. So why is this important to know this about your child? Kind of like what I said in the beginning, it's important to know what they go to when they're under stress. So then you can use that as your content in your curriculum to teach them during calm waters of what to do when they go to fight, flight, or freeze, or fawn. And kids will do a combination of all of them. But if you look at their behavior over the last couple of months, it's very easy to see what they go towards. I've had students in my classroom who get super pouty and super quiet and they go into the, the um, people-pleasing mode. Just peace at any price. And there's other kids with more aggression. I had kids throwing chairs sometimes, running off. They just wanted to flee the scene. And you can see with their behavior, they're telling you, this is where I need more help. This is where I need more strategies. That's why one strategy is not fit for all students and for all kids, because just like reading, you wanna stack different strategies for the kids. So when they go into stress, then they have strategies to pull from that are specific to them and how they manage their stress. Because this is part of the nervous system and what it does when it's feeling under attack. So when it's feeling under attack, it will go to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Knowing that about your child is really good to know because then you can teach them strategies of what to do instead of going to that. They can still go to that, but they don't have to go with such intensity, such long duration, and so frequently because they know that's part of the human experience and then they're not getting in trouble for going to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. So knowing this about your child is great info for you to teach them during calm waters of what to do. And then it's also great for you to model for them outside of them in natural day-to-day -day experiences within the house or on the road or when you're dealing with stress. And what do you do instead of going to fight, flight, freeze, or fawn? And a lot of times when you see your kids going into the same kind of F that you go into also, that's very triggering for us because we see so much of ourselves in them. And sometimes that's hard to look in the mirror, but when you look in the mirror, then you can have true freedom and like, okay, what would I teach my child in this moment? Let me practice it first. Cause when you practice it, you actually teach yourself and then you're able to teach it to your kids. And when you're able to teach it to your kids, you're going to have more harmony in the home and then you'll have more harmony in your heart. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.